1: Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu DMAX.
0: Visit your local Isuzu new dealer today. Hostplus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Hostplus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Mark Duffield.
1: Inclusion for country. You need to be careful here. Hind Bassin, read ever the opportunist. Slams it through on the turnover. Daniel Curtin known primarily as a defender, swings it around and shows that he can do it at both ends. Daniel Curtin keeps WA in the game. Speaking of of freakish talent, here's Collard. Bounce and he finally gets the finish after two behinds in the third term. Electric stuff from Lance Collard. Yes. Harley Reid, Daniel Curtin, Lance Collard, three of the talents that have been on display in the 18s National Championships. Kevin Sheehan has seen more great young footballers than you can poke a stick at, I reckon, over several decades in the AFL, and he joins us on the show today to talk about the 2023 talent pool. Kevin, welcome.
0: Yeah, Mark, thanks for having me on. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it it has been a while, but... uh, Never stop short sure of being excited about it. it was, uh, we're um, seven tenths th- through, basically three games to go of the ten match series, and uh, yeah, some great talent has emerged from right across Australia. So we're pretty excited right at the minute.
1: So, how long has it been, Shifter? How long have you been around?
0: Oh, the, the honest, well, the honest truth that AFL is actually forty years. So, yep. Oh, but my first championship I was the first championship at Underage level I went to was 1976 when I was working at Geelong and uh, Kenny Sheldon and Jimmy Buckley were the
1: stars so there you go <laughs> So there's
0: there's not much
1: <clears throat> there's not much question about who the star is of this one Harley Reid tell us tell us about it.
0: <laughs> Yeah Oh gee he's a pretty special player I remember it was now three years ago or oh, two and a half years ago he's playing for the Bendigo Pioneers that's in the Coates League over here in Victoria as a well, a double bottom major, or a 16 year old, and uh, one of the assistant coaches there said to me uh, before the game, "Look, have a good look at him. Uh, this he's got a little bit of Dusty Martin about him." I said, Gee, "That's a wrap." Anyway, it, it proved to be, and we talk about that in terms of his explosiveness. And his don't argue, he's famous already for his don't argues, the big pour out in the centre of the chest of the opponent as he uh, as he brushes them off. In that game, he kicked a couple of goals and both were contenders for goal of the day or goal of the year. And that's from a, a young boy doing it. Um, uh, as I say, double bottom age he was at that stage. And so his progression's been terrific. Last year in these championships, He was one of two boys as a bottom-age player that made All-Australian playing in defence across half-back. Saved the game when Vic Country played South Australia in one, taking two fantastic... uh, Well, one was a Leo Barry-type mark, you know, that one when the pressure was on seconds to go, pack mark. Wow, that was just a moment that... uh, that we all remembered and then the final game at the uh, at Marvel Stadium in the national championships was in September. It was the Metros with the countries, their great great rivals here in Victoria. And they swung him after he'd played very well in defence and even midfield, swung him into the goal square, all well, he's kicked to in seven or eight minutes late in the game to nearly win the game. And so we'd seen it all then and he's continued on this year at that sort of level. Um uh, very exciting player that uh, doesn't worry too much about things. So no fuss, nothing seems to bother him. I think he, he got some advice from over the fence over at the Wacker last week. Uh, Everyone uh, was talking about that later on, but he just uh, didn't worry about that and uh, continued to to have a terrific year.
1: Yeah, he's also signing autographs um, over the fence as well. So <laughs> so I think there, there might have been some critics there, but there's also some fans there. So you don't see that very often at 18's level. Now, clearly, Kevin, the... The debate over here for West Coast and the decision that West Coast face is that if they finish bottom of the ladder, and I stress if, because they played better on the weekend and there's eight rounds to go, but if they did, do they take the Victorian country kid or do they split the pick and and take some locals? Now, what do you make of the local talent that they're, they're comparing Harley Reid to?
0: Yeah, there's some good local players, no doubt about that. You, you mentioned your lead in Daniel Curtin with a little, little bit of a highlights there of his He's been fantastic in the three games for WA. He's a boy of one ninety five centimeters that can play a multiple positions. I think he's best suited down back at centre half back. He can set the play up from these beautiful left foot kick a uh, good contested bar. but he's played midfield even in one of the games and was uh, pretty useful for WA in these national championships. And then the other day, I think he might have got a bit of a knock and so they said, well, keep him out there. The game was in the balance and Push him forward for a second. Well, he went forward, took took a grab out near the boundary line on about the 50 metres out, and swung around from a set shot, swung around, and put it through. Uh, exceptional moment for him again uh, after playing very well in each of the the earlier couple of games. Uh, so he's a genuine um, uh, you know top choice for this year's draft, and uh, is doing everything right, suggesting he's going to be a very consistent AFL player at the highest level. So he's the probably the top ranked player. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Mitch Edwards is another boy that uh, he's a next gen next gen academy Frio, But they won't, I think, a bid a call on him will come reasonably early early enough that Freo won't be able to match the bid. The current rule is that uh, can only match the bid if it's outside forty. Uh, so he's way inside that. So he's your ruckman coming through at two hundred five centimeters. So those sorts of boys are there. Um, Riley Hardiman's another boy across the half-back line, a left-footer. Classic uh, runner, moves so smoothly over the ground, can take a terrific mark, kicks it beautifully too uh, on that left side. So there's some of the boys. Uh, So I think at the top end, Cohen Sanchez, a small forward, draftable player as well. Aidan O'Driscoll, brother of Nath, um, has had some terrific matches playing out in the wing too. So I think the level of talent is... uh, is there, not not all early choices, but, uh, um, you know, Daniel Curtin being the one that uh, separates from some of the others.
1: Apart from um, Harley Reid, who would be your top three to five, Kevin, in this draft as you see it right at this moment?
0: Yeah, I think a uh, boy that is still a bit to play out in terms of not just the championships, um, but even the back end of the year. But uh, Zane Derzler is still, in, in my mind, one of the top young players. We've seen uh, uh, we've seen Xavier, his, his uh, brother, play. <laughs> Currently, we're seeing a, a third brother called Will Dersba play. We're up at the under-16s up in Queensland right at the minute, and he, he's a real talent, so super-talented family. Uh, and uh, young Zane, I think, uh, is in the better uh, group of prospects uh, by the way that he's presented himself. But then we've got these kids from the Allies, and these are the boys that... Um, uh, they're unbeaten in this national championship. they won three of their four games. The fourth game is against Vic Country uh, this weekend in Melbourne. So they could go through undefeated. What uh, you know? What a bonus that would be for, uh, well, particularly the, the four AFL acad- Academy clubs in New South Wales and Queensland. But there's a couple of Tasmanian boys that are in the bracket of what you're talking about. Colby McKercher and Riley Sanders. They're in the open draft. They're Tassie boys that play in the midfield. McKercher is speed to burn. He's, well, you'd call it Chris Judd-type speed, uh, elite. He takes them on, breaks the lines, had a brilliant championship and a a brilliant couple of years as well at uh, uh, Tassie play actually over in Victoria in that coach league. So he's week to week against the best Victorian kids and averaging over 30. So he's elite. And and, uh, Riley Sanders, more of an inside midfielder, but a big body, 186, strong, consistent ball when it sets the play up they'll be in your conversation early uh, throwing curtain those sorts of boys uh, uh, and, and Durs but with Harley Reid in my mind right at the moment and the, the draft's not tomorrow a lot can happen in the back half of the year but uh, they'll be on everyone's boards uh, uh, very prominently right now
1: It's good to hear some Tasmanian talent coming through. How is the, the grassroots talent in Tassie at the moment given that there's a team looming over the next few years?
0: Well, they're excited, I can tell you that. In talking to everyone that coaches within the pathways, Uh the football people are excited. Of course, the general public, they're wanting hospitals and schools and everything else, uh, uh, you know, not necessarily a stadium. So that's a, that's a rousing debate over that way. But, uh, gee, um, let's hope that they get the lot. We've got to get that side in Tassie. Um, it's been for 150 years such a wonderful um, supplier of talent for the AFL. Uh, And, uh, you know, this is the one chance in maybe our lifetime that uh, we'll get to see everyone sort of lining up to want it to happen. So let's hope the general public can see that, uh, of Tassie, can see that we must have that stadium. We must have a 19th side out of there. And uh, it'll stimulate more kids than ever to want to play the game at the start and the elite to actually get through and uh, play in the AFL eventually. We've, we've regularly Mark over the years. got about nearly four players a year out of Tassie. Three and a half it is when you measure it, about three and a half. But uh, there's normally a Jack Riewoldt or someone like that, a Philly or Grand Birch those sorts of boys. They end up very elite players too. So it's uh, been a pretty productive market for us. We think we've had a side over there supported by even reserves and a pathway with an academy. You could get five or six a year uh, with more coaching and more focus on it. So uh, it's been a football a football area for so long and, and, and it feels a bit left out of it all as the game's become the national game in the last 25 years. So, yeah, fingers crossed that, uh, that uh, everyone will support the building of that stadium and it's a bit of a po- political football right at the minute as uh, they debate other things that are priorities in some people's minds as well.
1: Yeah, no, we saw it over here, Kevin. The, uh, you can do all the planning in the world, but once the politics get involved, it uh, becomes very murky very quickly. You, you mentioned the allies and how strong they are. Are we getting closer to a point where um, instead of an allies team that combines Queensland, New South Wales, Tasmanian talent, that they can be standalone teams in a national 18s competition?
0: Well, uh, well, it, the first this is the first year that you've really started to think about that. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. And it still might be five years away or even more. Uh, this is the first year they've dominated. They, every other year, they've been in it seven years. They've only won one game before. Uh, so we're starting to see it emerge. And it could be, you know, uh, Queensland, for instance, didn't miss a beat during COVID. They kept their academies running because they, they basically, um, you know, it wasn't locked down as it was in Victoria and even New South Wales um, through 2020 and a fair bit of 2021 as well. And so you can see the benefit of that. These kids haven't missed a beat. and They're starting to emerge even at the under 16 level. The Brisbane Lions Academy are trashing. Uh, well, the thrashing Tassie, etc., uh, as well as beating everyone else, so they've been very impressive. As has been the Gold Coast. So it stands out to us that uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they're doing a lot of things right uh, up here at the moment with uh, their player development, and uh, there's many impressive players that are starting to push through. So so maybe somewhere in the future, in the next five years or so, that that bait uh, might well come to fruition where they're uh, strong enough to have their own.
1: Question from Noddy on our uh, temperate Benchhead text line, Um, Kevin. um, Can you ask Kevin what he thinks next year's draft pool looks like? The top five looks like one South Australian boy and four uh, four Vic Metro boys. Would that be correct?
0: Oh, geez. Probably referring to a kid called uh, Sid Draper from SA (laughs) who was outstanding as a bottom major in SA's under-18s. An on-baller, powerful uh, player, his burst from the centre of the ground was spectacular. So he's the very good boy there. Uh, the Victorian boys: it was a kid it, it called Josh Smiley, and another one called Jagger Smith, another one called Levi Ashcroft. Those three boys are possibly what your callers talking about that uh, were dominant in midfield for for Vic Metro at under eighteen level. You, uh, if you're really keen on your footy, have a look at WA and Vic Metro. They'll play. Um, this weekend on Fox footy uh, as a live game from Melbourne and those, uh, those boys, the Victorian boys will be uh, there in action uh, and young Draper of course if have finished their four games you won't see him again on the national stage but their f- four midfielders look pretty exciting players right at this moment. Uh, and uh, a lot to play out though in the next 18 months, but right at the minute, yeah, I think that uh, they look pretty special players.
1: Kevin, before I let you go, uh, I'll put you on the spot. If you're West Coast, the list manager, keep the pick, uh, and assuming they finish bottom, take Harley Reid or split the pick and take a couple of uh, possibly WA boys, but I believe the the Eagles are also very keen on Dersmer, who you mentioned, so what would you do?
0: Yeah, well, I I think you'd try and stretch it to three. If you can get three players, you might uh, you give up the first pick, but you wouldn't give up, you, know, you wouldn't take two two for a Harley. He might be that special player that really you know, can do the Chris Judd type stuff, if you like. Um, uh, you know, he, he's pretty good, but if you can get a third one in the deal, and that might be someone that's played a couple of years and he's thrown in a uh, Western Australian returning home as well as a couple of picks, you get a deal like that that can really set up, set your, your, your club up for the next three to five years, um, that might get the deal done. That uh, he, he looks to be one out of the box. That uh, I think you've got some bargaining power there if you're West Coast, uh, um, and clubs will try them. So uh, uh, yeah, let let the debate begin. I think when the season ends to see if uh, you know, keep the pick or you, you you get maybe three players in the deal and uh, end up uh, better off with. Uh, uh, with the, the way the club needs to set itself up in the next couple of years
1: it's going to be fascinating to me if I was them I would want if I was going to split the pick I would want Curtin to be one of the players to me he's the best of the local mm-hmm. crop and so it's whether you can do that because by the way you were talking and, and from what I'm seeing Kevin it looks a little bit like Curtin could be top five um maybe towards the bottom of the top five but 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 in that region that that makes it um uh that makes splitting the pick and and getting those extra two players a, a little bit difficult, doesn't
0: it? Mm, look, he's certainly in the conversation that area of the way he's playing. Yeah. Um, and we've also seen those sorts of boys play a couple of state league games. The, the Australian under has played against Port Adelaide's Sandville team and against Carlton's VFL team, and he stood up in all of those games. So, um, Daniel Curtin, as as Harley Reed, so. Uh, you think they're reasonably bulletproof if they're ticking all those sorts of boxes in their, in their draft year.
1: Hey, just one quick one before I do let you go. You mentioned some of the top picks from the bottom ages. Are there any WA boys in that mix? And are, are there any WA boys in the 16s mix that you would have right at the top of the pile?
0: Oh, gee, that's a good question. I, the 16s are just in right in front of our eyes at the minute. Um it's a couple of. I'll tell you, Taj Longmuir, um, Justin boy's doing very well. He's he's a half back, uses it brilliantly, so he's caught the eye in the couple of games we've seen so far. Very cool and a balanced boy down back. Another one is Matthew Becker, a boy um, that uh, just a, a one again a wonderful kick that makes uh, makes his uh, well uh, it would be a real weapon for that young fella about one eighty eight one ninety centimeters. A boy called Basil Hart, an Indigenous youngster up forwards, look really special. So I think they've got some great kids that uh, that are coming through at under at under 16 level. Uh, they're under 17s. So I haven't got one uh, that um, that jumped straight out off the page in uh, in my mind at the moment. But uh, yeah, they're still a bit. Uh, we'll look more closely. A kid called Bo Allen, a boy from down at Fields, done very well across half back. Actually uh, played on Harley Reid a bit, I
1: think, didn't he? Play- yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's.
0: He did, he did. And so he's he's doing a bit uh, that, uh, yeah, looks pretty promising for next year. But, uh, yeah, a little bit more to play out with some of those 17-year-olds from WA.
1: Kevin, really enjoy your time and your expertise. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, look forward to uh, seeing more of your observations as we do the run into the draft later in the year.
0: Terrific, and thanks for having me, Mark. Really, really uh, love being on. Thank you.
1: Kevin Sheehan, Uh, what do you think of what Shifter has had to say? He's a very experienced talent ambassador and talent spotter at AFL level. You can uh, tell us what you think on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or you can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. If you're West Coast, you're splitting the pick or you're going with Harley Reid. We'll take a break.